Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. Drogi. This week, Orbital Decay by Stephen Sotong. If he moved his arms carefully, Jack found he could control his spin. A gentle toss of his right hand, and he rotated clockwise. Stars came into view. Ursa Major and Minor, Perseus Andromeda. A flick of his left hand, and he paused with an almost full moon covering the field of view of his helmet. Crescent darkness framed the brilliance of the remainder of the lunar surface. He wondered if the glint he saw in a crater was reflected off of remnants of one of the moon missions. Flicking his right hand again, the sun caught the scratch in his visor, forming a rainbow on his face. He had to stop himself from once again touching the scratch with his gloved hands. It hadn't widened since the wrench hit him during the explosion. The faceplate would hold. That wouldn't be his fate. But its inner surface was starting to fog over. Sarah's voice roused him. Jack? Jack, come on, Jack. I'm here. How's your oxygen supply? The indicator was edging into the red. Running out. We're working on something. Hang on. He couldn't imagine what. Roger, how's the space station? Hanging together. Rest. Conserve your oxygen. Earth swung into view. Jack stopped his rotation. Only the sound of his breathing, now labored, disturbed the silence. Below, the Atlantic beckoned, blue and warm near the coast of Brazil. Or was it Uruguay? Boundaries had no meaning here. The horizon was open, limitless, empty. His son would have loved this sight. Before launch, The boy had asked for a photo of the entire world. Here it was at a glance, and Jack without his camera. Jungle turned to mountains that turned to coastal desert. Clouds floated above the azure Pacific. The Terminator approached with New Zealand. Night welcomed him, peaceful, beckoning. He floated into darkness. It should have been a simple repair. Pull a battery on the solar panel boom, replace it, stow it for return to Earth with the coming supply module. He had done a couple of similar spacewalks with Sherm since his arrival at the International Space Station. One of them must have shorted out the bank of batteries. A brilliant flash and the railing jack was secured to disintegrated. Parts of Sherm tumbled earthward. A now untethered wrench ricocheted off Jack's faceplate and the battery cover propelled Jack into a decaying orbit that would eventually return him to Earth, burning like a shooting star on re-entry. He would be out of air long before that. There were worse ways to die. Day dawned over Africa. The light roused him. Somewhere below, elephants browsed the savanna. Hours had passed. How many Jack did not know. The chronometer in his EVA suit had been damaged by the explosion. 
The suits provided six to eight hours of oxygen, though, and it was becoming difficult to draw a deep breath. Jack? Was it Sarah's voice again, or some echo in his mind? Jack, do you see the bright spot below you? He roused himself, saw the point of light, found it hard to speak. Yeah. That's the supply module. They managed an early launch. It's going to do a braking maneuver before it gets to you. But it will still be going a little faster than you are. You have to grab the ring on the outer hatch. Do you understand? You have to grab the ring, and you'll only have one chance. It took a few seconds for the concept to penetrate his brain. I understand. How much oxygen do you have left? He checked the gauge, now deeply in the red. Just, what's in the suit? Is the fastener still on the end of your retaining line? Jack reeled the line in. Yes. Hook it to the ring on the hatch. The capsule will have to do an acceleration burn after you've grabbed hold. You probably won't be able to maintain your grip. Try hyperventilating just before you have to grab the ring. Roger. The bright spot hurtled toward him, growing, threatening to smash him to pieces. Seconds before impact, thrusters slowed the vehicle. It soared gracefully toward him. He reached for it, bounced, twirled, saw the hatch out of reach, kicked out, catching the docking ring with his boot. There was a jolt as his velocity equalized with the capsule. His toe slipped, held. He breathed hard and fast, bending, grabbing his leg, scrambling to get hold of the ring. Fingers of one hand grasped it as the other swung the clip on his tether into place. Secured, he gasped, and felt the jolt as the capsule accelerated. His grip broke, and he floated free until the tug of the tether anchored him to the side of the capsule. It was so very hard to breathe. Come on, Jack, wake up. Hands massaged his arms and legs. Something covered his mouth and nose. The air was cold and refreshing. He opened his eyes. Welcome back. It was Sarah. Jack's throat was dry, sore. How? Once Mission Control figured out which piece of debris was you, they innovated. There was just enough fuel in the supply module to nudge its flight path. They launched early and diverted it to pick you up. After the module docked, we did a spacewalk to retrieve you. He felt life, warmth, returning to his limbs. Sherm? Sarah's face came into sharper focus, her head shaking. He's gone. The station? We're on half power, but we'll survive. Rest now. We're going to need your help with the repairs. The lights went out. Jack drew a deep breath, let it slowly escape. He slept and dreamed of floating on the sea. This has been Orbital Decay, written by Stephen Sotong. For more information about Manawaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manawaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod, Manawaker Studios' director of DICE, is Ben Baston. I'm CB Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at CBDROEGE. Thanks for listening.